Hey fellow fraud fighters, I'm Jimmy Fong, CCO at Seon, and welcome to the Cat and Mouse podcast. Seon is fortunate to work with businesses such as the likes of Revolut, Nubank, and Patreon in the fight against fraud. But with this podcast, we want to provide a comfortable space for people to talk about the daily challenges, topics on the horizon, and ultimately give us all a better insight into the mindset of fraudsters. And with that, on with the show. Thanks for coming in. Like, thanks for coming in, trekking over from sunny Broadway, <laughs> yeah. uh, over to yeah. us in Soho. Yeah. Uh, pleasure to have you. That's fine. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for, for the audience, uh, I'll be a presenter on uh, Vices, the rise of money launderers, and on Snapchat and Insta. Uh, mm-hmm. Aired a few months ago. Yeah. Had some crazy reception on yeah. that. And I think what we'll use this as uh, a bit of a, man, what did you learn from that experience? Uh, a lot. The main yeah. thing I've learned is <clears throat> a lot of people are interested in fraud. Like, even though it's it's a weird one, you, it's kind of like a, a monster you don't see, but like, it affects everyone. And everyone's like, interested in the topic want to know um, how are people getting fooled by it and stuff like that so it was a lot just learning it like the whole process behind it learned what money mill was <laughs> which the whole documentary was about but um yeah that, that's the best though that's what you said just before we went live right is you literally didn't know much about this topic and no. it was your you hosting it but then learning as you go and the audience sees that as yeah, well right literally i went into it completely blind um yeah. I don't know whether they said, okay, cool, he's Nigerian, he knows about fraud. <laughs> but no, I went into it blind and yeah, it was kind of, that was the best experience because I was just a black slate, just absorbing all of the information yeah. what from both sides, from the criminals, from um, the investigators, from the police. And then, yeah, it was it was really, it was really sick actually. It was, it was a sick interview and a sick whole process about it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and um just around the documentary, uh, and again, we'll put the link out for people that haven't seen it before, of course. Yeah, ev- uh, everyone go watch it now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Million is on Vice. Yeah. <laughs> on YouTube, Snapchat, everywhere. <laughs> but man, like, uh, like you spent time on uh, all ends. You, you, you spent time with the criminal investigators. Yeah. You spent time with uh, the actual uh, organizers of Money Mules uh, schemes. You even kind of tested out yourself yeah. like, how this works. But like, like, what was what was that kind of like from your side? That you, I remember a segment where it shows you sitting outside on Snap, yeah, and literally seeing these ads, and then putting, oh my god, a new account set up yep. within X minutes, you were already getting approached by you know these money mullers. Bro, what got me was the speed, like how instant it was. Yeah, like <clears throat> so we made a fake account, made a fake Instagram, made a fake um, Snapchat account. Um, and basically, we were just in the mindset of a young person in London, just trying to make, oh, London, I say London anywhere, to be fair, just trying to make some money quickly. So we typed in quick cash, make money now, like make money fast, any, all of the synonyms about it. And then we put that into um, uh, Instagram and um, Snapchat on the, the explore pages or whatnot. And then we just followed all of the accounts that were linked to it. <clears throat> Within literally minutes, I want to say 15, 10, 15 minutes. Honestly, bro, like, I don't want to say all of them started um, hitting us back up, but oh. and we had like two or three people asking about, okay, who's this? Um, are you are you serious about making money? Okay, cool. All I need is your 
um, a picture of your ID, I need uh, your address, I need, uh, what's the um, national insurance number and all of that type of stuff. Like, which on paper, when you say it to just any normal person, it's like, that's a bit dodgy, what the hell? Why would I give them literally everything about myself? But you need to understand like the desperation of some people to then like see that as a viable option of making money and, and a, a safe option, risk-free. That word has kept getting used even by the criminals all the time. Oh no, bro, don't worry, it's risk-free, don't worry. But it's totally, <laughs> it's totally, that's just, besides, that's not even, that's so far removed from the truth, it's unbelievable. Like you could get maximum of 14 years in prison. Yeah. And as soon as like you start telling people that they, they the, the penny drops and it's like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Maybe maybe I wouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't like, yeah. get into it. Yeah. But that disconnect was so true, though. Right? Yeah. In the, in the documentary, you saw, you know, as you'd expect, young young kids, basically, you know, totally up for on yeah. that. This sounds too good to be true. And there's a mega disconnect to the consequence, the the seriousness of it yeah. as well. And But that's kind of what I got from the documentary is just like, how easy it is to actually attract yeah. you know, like these it's, folk into it. Like, even though it was a stat, and I don't want to butcher this stat, but I know um, from doing it, I found out that young people are more likely to get um, coerced or get involved with uh, banks, bank fraud or anything yeah. like that because of the rise of social media. Yeah. So a lot of them are being targeted through social media and they are naive. They just want to get money quickly. And not to mention... I, they could either be in two camps. They could either be desperation, like we need to make money, like my mom's struggling, my dad's struggling, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you just come out of a pandemic, like I might have lost my job. Like there's a lot of seriousness behind it. But then there's another camp of, I just want to flex. <laughs> I just want as much possible, as much money as possible to buy a Gucci belt, some designer trainers, to go to the clubs and start buying bottles and impress the girls basically. So those are the two camps and the naivety of it of on both sides for them to fall into the trap of um being a money mill or getting involved in bank fraud unknowingly yeah. is crazy yeah, yeah that 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 image uh, i think it was at the opening scene where uh, you've got a couple of guys, the organizers <laughs> kind of anonymized yeah. and uh, you're talking about the stacks right yeah, 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 and you're yeah. trying to quantify like uh, hey, how many stacks does it take to to do a good job in an Insta photo? Right? Yeah, yeah, man. Fifteen or something. Yeah, exactly. Fifteen stacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But I got actual um, <laughs> Instagram advice, Instagram flexing advice from from some fraudsters, <laughs> which is the weirdest sentence I think I'm ever going to say so far in my adult life. But yeah, they did the whole money phone. They had fifteen k, fifteen bags, fifteen thousand pounds in banknotes in front of me and I was like this is fake it must be like oh, they can't be I saw serial numbers and everything I was like jeez I saw you can <laughs> I'm, re I'm really bad at poker you can I can't bluff for anything yeah <laughs> but you see my face I was like wow oh, yeah. that's a lot of money and then they was walking around with that in a bag and all of that like in a JD bag that what that used to have trainers in it or something like that it was, yeah. it's such a weird such a weird world that I took a peep into and I just learned so much out of it, yeah. The bit that didn't show was like what the connection point is between these, you know, organizers. And I remember the response was like super nonchalant from him. I think you kind of joked and went, I'm guessing this might have come from uh, illegal oh, proceeds. Yeah. And the guy was like the most downbeat of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. He was just like, maybe or something. Yeah, he was, like, was just yeah. like, bro, it's such, it's so stupid. These, I say stupid, but people who are involved in illegal activities, 
are, are willing to go on Vice and, and show just part of it. This is, again, probably linked to like the whole clout aspect, aspect of mm. it. So they're willing to show off, oh, we're scammers, oh, victimless crime, oh, look, look how smart we are, da 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 da, da. Mm. But then when it comes down to actually talking about the illegal activities that might have led to some of that money being done, shh, just keep it quiet, no face, no case type of thing in it. So it's like, bro, you don't know, for a lot of people who might be involved in um, money moving, they don't know exactly where this money has come from. It could be people trafficking, it could be gun running, it could be um, drugs, literally any sort of illegal activity, but they just see money in their account. Oh, we're going to get a cut of this if I just take it out somehow. And yeah, so they just, as I said, they keep seeing it as a victimless crime, but with a lot of fraud, it's linked to other aspects that are oh, much massive. bigger, yeah. Yeah, massive. It's like that kind of that chain. Has, and it's really sad, right? That's the, the kind of downside of humanity. It gets yeah. really dark, obviously, where yeah. it links into. But like you said, that's very disconnected from the 15 stacks and kind of what that person enters in for, right? But who cares about gun running when I have a new Gucci belt? <laughs> yeah, when I've got the new trainers, what? Oh, yeah. How many um, flipping drugs were sold? To, they don't yeah. want to hear that. They just yeah. want the, the materialism. They just want to flex they just want to go out and pop bottles in a club but they don't know the the repercussion they don't know the consequences or how that actually came to be yeah and that's still going on now right like yeah. literally right now if you were to set up another snap account from scratch start following the right uh kind of things and start search terms yeah uh that would happen now um i'm curious to like i'll be like uh like from that experience like any thoughts to crikey uh, this is happening live open very out in the open on yeah. these social platforms like what's your thoughts on like what can we do better as a you know as a responsible society it's crazy because this i would say is kind of linked to a lot of pressures that are on social media and social media companies mm. <clears throat> it's just a lot about identification so you can't have a faceless account anymore mm. that's how a lot of these um criminals are working with faceless accounts um fake email addresses, mm. all of these things where um, it's, you can't, you don't have the proof of verification. Mm. And that has a consequence of money milling or online fraud, even um, hate speech, racism, they're all linked to it. And there has been just the key where everyone's just saying like, oh, maybe just show some ID, just maybe just have an identification that's linked to this account. So if anything untowards was to happen, we know it's this person. It's, that's the simple as. With a lot of other, um, I don't want to say social media, but with a lot of other, like, I know with uh, some sales things and some something where money is used, hmm. it's, you have to, like, with PayPal and stuff, you have to have, like, ID linked to your account and some stuff like that. But with social media, maybe it's because they want to reach a younger audience. Maybe they just want to get as many people on it as possible. It's a lot harder for them to, to do that. But that just seems to be the key because as soon as you have a face linked to that account, everyone will start acting above board. Everyone will start just, just treating everyone else with respect. And like a lot of this illegal activity will just won't, won't actually happen. So yeah. yeah, social media companies could be doing more. But then that's just more work for them to do. They don't like. They don't care about that. We just want to sell ads, and that's even from speaking to um, Snapchat and Instagram. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're doing this to target." No, you're not. Really not. Like 
you could do a lot. You did a lot to um, target misinformation and, and stuff like that during the pandemic. Yeah. But if those keywords could be used for, let's say, fraud or, or um, certain keywords, trigger words for uh, money mulling, then you could have done the same thing. So even with racism, you could have done the same thing. So it is, it's a weird one. I think until maybe the people start speaking out and then politicians start speaking out, that's when we're going to actually start seeing a real change in it. Yeah, that's what that documentary was like crazy for for me is just how in the open it is. Like this is not covert. Yeah. This is like, yeah, like like you said, it's, it's, it's anybody can do it right now. Look up on Insta, Snap yeah. and do the same thing, which is what's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these guys have big moderation teams, clearly, right? That's what they do. But like you said, there's a massive disconnect. I think your point is at the end of the day, they're private companies which have revenue yeah. and where do they, you know, they've got to sell ads and they do have moderation teams, but really those moderation teams is kind of like a token. Yeah, versus, exactly. It's just versus like, that. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, like a false type of, <laughs> the best way I can describe it is in certain shops, you know, I don't know, there's like a picture of a policeman by the door, like, oh yeah, the CCTV, or when you go to some corner shops that have, oh, the, the cameras are watching, when the cameras haven't been working in like 25 years or so, so it's like, mm, yeah. so fake, but I think things, I'm afraid that something drastic might have to happen for things to change, but it is kind of leaning towards that way. Yeah, what was um, what was the segment in the show around banks and shanks? <laughs> yeah. and, uh... Banks and shanks. I it was. I have to say, bro, it was the weirdest thing. Like seeing these two fraudsters that looked like younger than some of my cousins, and them not pulling out fifteen thousand pounds out of a bag. And I was like, like, like it was some PE gear or some stuff like that. So I was like, <laughs> what the hell? And then even when they, when they came, because when I saw them, they already had their balaclavas on. Okay. So I was really taken aback, like, okay, cool. But it's vice. This does happen. We do have like, in, in the company, there is like a underground team <clears throat> that like get in contact with certain people in certain places and stuff like that. Mm. And that's all, that's growing day by day. So there are a lot of people that work to, get us connected with the people that are involved mm. in some of the issues that we may talk about like now or in the future so so when we saw them we're like oh my god <laughs> it's like damn these guys are young like I was, I was taken aback by it and then but when you're hearing them speak about how they use people and then even one of them was just like yo you're, you're saying too much like it was it was it was very weird how like young people some young people grew up have grown up in such a i want to say animalistic mindset like mm. it's doggy dog like um so what type of attitude like i need money by any means by any means necessary <laughs> type, <laughs> type flex and it's like wow like humanity much <laughs> yeah. like i don't know but obviously then like the first type of person i am you start kind of delving deeper and be like, okay, why do you think like this? Like, what's happened in your life? Have you always thought like this? Maybe you've been coerced to see this as a good means of making money or this is just normal, but it really isn't. So yeah, it was a weird one. It was, it was interesting. And like, I thank them for, for their cooperation, but then like, I then felt like a, a little sense of guilt, like, these guys are really scamming people and they think it's victimless, but like 
there are people that might lose life savings or might even end up being blacklisted so they can't get mortgages so they can't even get jobs or worse the young people that get blacklisted now because you can't get a real bank account how are you going to get a student loan so you can't even go to university now now your education and your the rest of your life might be ruined from just a mistake or just wanting to just get money quickly like it's it's a weird one you start you actually start seeing repercussions for actions that you don't really think too much about yeah it's, it's interesting but like i mean the the heart of it is um the trying to not glamorize it right which is kind of what that whole thing was going down yeah yeah it what? is it's like i would say it's a hard one with vice and it's a hard one with, yeah. with the people that view vice they're like they want to learn more Hmm. But there are a certain um, section of the audience that might be like, oh, okay, like maybe maybe I should like get into it make, instead of it. right. It is like it's its own like advert. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. Thinking like, but bro, like that's why I, um, uh, when we were setting up uh, the producer Jamie, shout out Jamie. He should be here, but he's really really busy. <laughs> but um, we was just like talking about like we have a fine line to tread about first and foremost not making it not glamorizing it as mm. you said um making sure we it's a sensitive topic because a lot of people that do get scammed especially in um today's society don't say it because yeah. of like the the social stigma of oh you're stupid how did you get scammed what you got scammed that'll never happen to me so a lot of people get scammed and then just keep quiet because they just want to save themselves the embarrassment. Yeah. So it's it's one of them ones where it's a, it's a sensitive topic in that way. And we just had to approach it in the right way. And I think we did. I enjoyed making it. And like the things that I've learned, as I said before, just kind of opened my eyes up to it. And I hope that I've been um, educational to a certain degree and just not, not too preachy. Because like, I hate that when you get into a thing and just like, don't do that. It's like, who am I to tell you you kind of can't do? But these are the repercussions. Yeah, That's what a lot of people, young people don't know the repercussions of actions. Yeah. This is what could happen. I think that was my uh, takeaway from it was just you calling out that these are the things that it impacts. I know it seems super cool and easy money, yeah. but like, are you thinking of it? Like you said, uh, getting that student loan so you can go to university, uh, you know, things that are going to get cut off. That's crazy. So even, I think, just calling out those things, I think, is where the net uh, benefit yeah. of, like, uh, that show is. But I get it, right? Uh, we, we, we're the same. Um, it's kind of trying to borderline between entertainment, uh, where people can consume it easier, though, right? Yeah. If it's done in a way that's genuinely interesting, and that borders right on entertainment mm. versus say not making it like glamorous uh, yeah. at the same time but i mean back to the um, the banks and shanks guys those 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 hooded guys at the beginning mm. um so for them like you mentioned i think it was around maybe clout maybe what maybe that's like a guess at why they would even come on vice yeah. right they were going to be anonymized but, yeah. but is it clout so they can share their buddies afterward check, literally check this, check oh this out. Yeah. it is it's that yeah. clout is a hell of a drug yeah. right now i think clout is the reason why a lot of stupid stuff gets done and then filmed and then posted online clout is very dangerous mm. and very addictive mm. i think <clears throat> now in the social media age people love or well, certain type of people i can't judge everyone but mm. certain type of people love just to have as many eyes on them as possible yeah. like think of 
the, the, the rapper 6ix9ine and all of these like uh, social media influencers that are talentless, <laughs> absolutely talentless, <laughs> but they're good at holding people's attention. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's like, what's the word? What's the analogy for it? It's a, a baby with a shotgun type of thing. It's like, there's, there's no good that can come of this, but it's, you can't take it out of it. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. But um, that is the type, the type of vibe that they were on. So they were going to be anonymized and like their faces completely covered up, but they got excited. They got proper excited about mm. even the opportunity of, oh, we're going to be on Vice, Vice bro. Yeah. Oh, we've made it. I was like, yeah. So instead of it being a deterrent to a certain degree, they might see it as, oh, yeah. If I if I scam hard enough, I might end up on Vice too. So it was a weird one. But going through the comment section of the videos, like a lot of people just like these lot are idiots, man. So <laughs> this is the, the the generation of now. Like people can't even do they, they can't even do crimes in in, in on the low anymore. They want to now be recording self snitching and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest one is uh, one of the comments was just like, oh yeah, the um, MI five and FBI are watching this right now. <laughs> Like wow, it is. But that's a lot of this generation. A lot of the things that they say, a lot of the things that they post on social media, sometimes gets used in court if they were ever to be charged and stuff like that. So it is very important to kind of highlight that aspect that clout is dangerous. Yeah, and that's exactly why these guys were self snitching. And yeah, man, that's that's just weird. But that's like the day and age we live in now. Yeah. Did you get into the mechanics of um, what a cut was? So they get like, um, so as a mule, right? Um, uh, you get like a little cut. I'm curious, what was that little cut? So like, basically, yeah. when you do some money milling or <clears throat> anything where uh, your account has been used or your identity has been used to, mm. to set up an account, um, they it depends, obviously, it, it varies. Like one of the guys I spoke to, um, who was coerced by a family member to become a money mill, which is even wilder. Yeah, but um, he, the, his cut was 50-50, but um, that that ended up going sour as well. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, the the guy that came for uh, Banks and Shanks, I think his cut was like 20% or something like that, 20 or 30%. He just, but like, it was easy enough, small enough for it to be like, okay, cool. Oh, I got this for just for doing nothing basically yeah so yeah when i do it again oh man let me do it as much as possible oh let me open up two accounts this time let me just like you see it as and i say this all the time they say victimless it's not victimless and it's not risk-free but that's how they that's how they hook you in it's like oh i did that and i got flipping 50 pounds from nothing okay cool Oh, next time it's going to be 150 oh all right cool let me just open up some more accounts let me let me bring some more people in and then yeah it's, and, it's and did really I remember correctly, or be that? Um, I think there was one example from someone saying they had managed to um, uh, cycle through. It was a very modest sum. I think it was like four grand's worth. And, yeah. that, and that was the person that they didn't get caught, but there was no ramification. But uh, that's one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I think so, was the comment. Yeah, so that's the one that went south. So when you watch it, yes, yeah, it's on YouTube, guys. Watch it. Money meals, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Raphael, one of the people we've spoken to, so the victims of it, mm. he was coerced by a family member. Mm. Um, says, bro, if you do this, um, we're going to put 4K in your account mm. and then literally just uh, when when you give the go-ahead, uh, we're going to take out two and then you can keep the other two. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Literally, I was just thinking, like, oh, someone he trusts, family member, 
And um, it's something that's like, it's not that much. It's like, oh, okay, cool, what? Okay, I'm not gonna be that bad. But um, so he opens, so he uh, opens the account and then the people take 2K out in gold. So it's one of those ones where it's a transaction that's so far-fetched, so out of the ordinary, <laughs> that the banks were like, yo, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, the most not sophisticated yeah, at all. Yeah, not yeah. even anything like, oh, we're going to buy some trainers and we're going to do this or we're going to, no, 2K worth of gold. <laughs> so as soon as that happened, um, it got frozen. The account got frozen. And then um, <clears throat> luckily enough, he managed to convince it, the banks that it was... Um, fraud but not done by him who had no part into it whatsoever on his account but bearing in mind his account was closed for four years yeah <laughs> it was literally closed for four years and then after that he got uh what's it called again like a voucher or not a voucher a check for 25 pounds as a <laughs> as a sorry i guess so it's like what was it really worth it like yeah. the two thousand pounds that should have been there is now gone <laughs> you got 25 pounds out of it in the span of four years <laughs> and barred from that financial institution exactly yeah. for four years so it's yeah. like like now because of a stupid mistake you're doing your your business dealings out of a shoebox for, for four years <laughs> <laughs> was it really worth it bro like mm, nah so yeah he was talking about it like and he didn't know the, the ramifications he didn't know the, the consequences he like if he knew back then because obviously it happens a lot when you're young and naive and just trying to make money yeah if he knew back then that he could possibly get 14 years of jail time, he was like, no, I wouldn't do that. And that's like close to manslaughter. That's like, that's a serious case. Like, I wouldn't even touch that with a barge pole type thing. So it's like, yeah, it's just hopefully, uh, like the, um, the documentary does, hopefully it's just teaching the young ones, like from someone like me, because I've seen it around me. I like the man them that I know, some people have done it and I didn't know, I just didn't know the name of it. We call it something else. But like, I seen it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They really think he's victimless because back in the day when people were doing it, it's like, oh no, it's calm. It's just a little something more. What's well, just the banks? Oh, yeah. And then obviously when you grow up in a working class or, or even uh, uh, a more socially deprived or like uh, a lower class of that, like, it's like hand to mouth type thing. It's, it's, yeah. we, we need to do what we can to survive. And then anything to do with banks or anything wealthy is kind of like, you see it as, as the enemy to a certain degree. Yeah. It's like an aspiration, but then it's like, oh, like these suit in time, I don't understand what I'm going through and stuff like that. That's why I, I kind of enjoyed doing it. So it's like, I'm teaching young people that were naive or like in a situation like me that, there's always a consequence to every single thing. And it's, um, it's so deliberate though as well to the psychology of like organizers know this yeah. as in they are preying on vulnerability mm. and this disconnect, as you said there. And that's what's kind of a, a recurring horrible theme about fraud, right? Is yeah. uh, it's not by luck or by happenstance, it's completely deliberate. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, like you said, it's a vulnerable category of society that it makes sense for them. Uh, and that's what's really sad is it's very deliberate. Actually, the other thing you brought up actually was really interesting. It's not, you said the words uh, when you were growing up, it, it kind of, you were aware it was happening, but it's not what you called it, money muling. Yeah. Uh, and that's another like recurring theme is like a lot of these kind of uh, thin crime terms, yeah. if you like financial crime terms, uh, 
it's only what we call it, the industry, right? It's mm. not what the fraudster or the person like that lives it calls it. It's something else completely. Yeah. And that's always a funny disconnect is <laughs> yeah, when we have all these industry terms, account takeover, money mulling, yeah. and it's like, what the hell does that mean? Like, what the hell yeah. like, huh? Can you remember what, what what did you used to call it then? Oh, like, when bro, you said um so basically so there's a <laughs> there's a bunch of terms that we give to uh fraudulent activities run by we call them F-boys or fraudsters or whatnot, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Um, so these ones was running an AC. So basically that is, um, I think it's like an account takeover. Or what? Hmm. that's basically when you get someone to open an account, literally just brand new account and they give them, they give you, they give them the square. So their bank card and then they do what they need to do with that. And then like literally at the end of the day, the criminals have no ties to that whatsoever, but they have yeah. the card, the card. So there's that, there's um, running deets. There's just a, a bunch of, it's, it's, it's so funny, but like it's a bunch of stuff that we have in our vocabulary yeah, yeah. that we just grow up with. And yeah. then we don't see it as, as like, oh, okay, there's, there's an actual victim. There's someone yeah. that's going to pay at, the, at the, the, the butt end of this. So it's like, okay, cool. Now it's just, who squares that? Oh yeah, this woman, da, 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 da. And then, like you said, it's a lot of vulnerable people yeah. because a lot of fraud, like a lot of crime, is just people being used. Yeah. Completely being used. Like, we, there was, like, uh, talking to the, the guy at NECC, he was talking about, what was it called again? Like, honeypot um, crime. So it's one of them. So it's like a love scam. Mm. And that happens a lot when they prey on the vulnerable um uh, lonely people yeah. like older women or men or something promising them like a relationship building building a relationship learning about their lives and stuff like that like they actually care saying oh and then giving them a sob story of oh my daughter's sick she needs to go to the hospital can you please da-da-da-da-da, send over some money and usually like these love affairs happen like via like in a different country yeah. so it's harder for them to then track the criminals because they've like, I don't know, Western Union, the money to a place. And now it's, as soon as they have it, it's just, it's gone. So you can't claim it back. You can't, it's hard for them to say, oh, I've been scammed. Where like you've done so many things in that aspect for them to be like, mm, you should have known. Like, it's, it's, as I said, it's yeah, like, super people, sad, right? Yeah, That's really tragic. Uh, right people getting embarrassed about <laughs> it and it happens, but they just prey on vulnerabilities and stuff like that. So yeah. it is... It is wild. Even as I said, the young people are preying on the vulnerability of your naivety, yeah. like of, of the fact that you want to make money and you don't care about how it is or, or stuff like that. So yeah, I'll be changing uh, the angle slightly. Uh, mm-hmm. I know last year you also um you uh you did uh, you were on the stage of FFE <laughs> right? Uh, so FinCon Twenty One yeah. last year. What was that experience like for you? Like, Bro, uh, oh uh, my days! But <laughs> it's. It's such a wild one, yeah. Even, okay, so doing the documentary, I went into it blind. I learned so much about it. And then I came out of it somewhat expert. I, I knew a lot about it. Then talking at the FFE conference, you know, I felt 
weirdly okay not say weirdly out of place but i felt out of place because like i came in in cargo pants and, and jordans and stuff like that yeah <laughs> no not even jordans air forces and then everyone else was in suits all, all smart cash i obviously didn't get the dress code memo but it was it was it was fun it was actually fun because like, that's cool yeah. the type of person i am I'm, I'm i'm very open i love to chat to people and stuff yeah. like that so i was just learning more and more about it and they enjoyed me being there because uh, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier. So it's like a lot of um, fin crime uh, will involve young people, mm. but they don't have young people working or giving information like in, in the, during the investigation and stuff like that and, yeah. and actually like trying to detect it. So it was, they said it was really good that they saw like the other side. Yeah. So then they, some people already saw the, the documentary before I had spoke and then they had questions about it. And then they were just like, oh yeah, this is just like a breath of fresh air. Like <clears throat> it was, it was a change of pace because I'm, I'm like a presenter and a comedian. I just, I talk like, I, I don't have like a real structure. So it wasn't a PowerPoint. So this is what happened guys. I'm just literally <laughs> just explaining how it was. And then they yeah. just said, they just, they loved it to hear like an, an honest opinion about the work that they're doing and even to see if it's um, effective and whether, because I got a lot of people asking me about, oh, have you heard of this scheme of the bank and this scheme of that? I was like, honestly, I, I did, doesn't get like enough advertising. They don't, I don't know any of them. Any of and this. there's a million different scams, right? There's the thing, right? so many, yeah. there's um, so many scams. There's so many, um, like even organizations and, and educational uh, uh, like schemes to help you learn more about money, saving, oh. fintech, everything. Even the term fintech. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay, I've heard this before. Yeah, but it was it was really cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, it reminds me of uh, that bit, and we were talking about it before we went live again. Is that contrast there in the documentary? And it's so good because it goes to the investigator, right? Yeah, and it's uh, the guy, the young guy, uh, really, really smart. Um, in a suit, uh, yeah, versus kind of like the rest of yeah, like, exactly. where you were spending yeah. your time. Yeah. yeah, you just see me in a hat and it was a like, bro, what? <laughs> With face tattoos and stuff like that. It's like, yo, what is going on? The contrast yeah. is, is, is hilarious, but it is kind of like a, a, a depiction or display of how things are yeah. in the outside world. Yeah, it is exactly that. It's like... Um, you know, the professional fraud fighter who spends all day, like, in the office, uh, yeah. and like you said, at FFE, like, uh, yeah, the, the kind of the financial crime experts are here, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the big room of them. And then, uh, and then you've got the fraudsters who, like you said, they don't call out any of this stuff. Any they of just, them. yeah, like, uh, but they're, they that's what they're doing like, day in, day out. Uh, I think a highlight, disconnect. I'm promising you, like, I'm going to say this, a highlight of my life was explaining the term square to, <laughs> to some <laughs> financial investigators and stuff like that it's like oh that's what square means okay cool just saying this is roadman for bank card and stuff like that literally killed me but like it was honestly what was needed basically just bridging the gap between uh, and between the people that do the crime and then the people that are fighting the crime right and just anything to make the the prevention uh methods more effective i'm just down for yeah this has been an awesome chat. Oh, um, bro, it's been amazing. Like, like, like amazing for you to come in. Um, and we always ask our guests, Obi, uh, on the show, uh, our, our podcast is named The Cat and Mouse Podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'm always curious, um, for you as a, as, as a guest, in the world of financial fraud fighter mm-hmm. versus, say, fraudster, 
Who, who do you reckon's the cat in that scenario and who's the mouse uh, in your Ooh, opinion? That is a tough Wow! Are you joking? Okay, cool. That's, that's a very good question. Um, hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I would. Mm. Honestly, I, oh, man, and I feel bad for saying it here. It's like when you have such a cool logo and everything. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like at the moment, the. F- I'll say the fraudsters are the cats because I don't know. It just seems like they're always evolving and ever changing and they're always kind of happening. Actually, no, no. I'll take that back. They're the mouse. They're the mouse. Definitely the mouse because they're, I don't sneaky and, and they're always evolving, always somewhat one step ahead, even though they are like, they have the smaller setup. They, have, they don't have as much money or as much power as like the financial investigators or the fraud fighters, but yet they sometimes more often than well, I don't say more often than not, but sometimes get away with it. So it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot of sneaky, sneaky business going on there. Yeah. But but bro, so once one day the cat's always gonna catch them. So <laughs> it's it's a, it's a it's a game of chance at the moment. And then with a lot of help and with uh, a lot of discourse and communication, that's gonna change and the mouse will be no more. <laughs> R.I.P. What was his name? Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I see it. Oh, we've been an absolute pleasure. Thanks yes, again, thank man. Thank you yeah. for having me. Bro. Thanks. Thank you.